Uh, I have literally begin. Oh, well, let's, let's count it down. <laughs> don't, don't, don't just do that. That's not helpful, is it, Dan? I wanted to do that to annoy you when you then go to do oh it. Oh, my God. Oh, my begin. God. No, no, Dan, that's not, it's not, you're not a movie director clacking a clackboard. Oh. You know what I mean? Uh, Why do I right. buy that clipper then? Do you know what? I did actually buy one of them uh, when I was in Universal Studios and I had it in my room for a long time. All right. Uh, on the count of three, we'll count down three, two, one, and then we'll clap. Okay. Do we do the clap three. on the one or the clap on the B after the one? It's, I swear to God, Dan, I, it's, it's after the one. So three, two, one, and. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. At Jesus Christ! Why, Dan? Serious to God, honest to God, man. Like, uh, <laughs> if you don't do this right the next time, I am walking out of here. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna quit miss and never look back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> Three, two, one, and. Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Huss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome to episode 114 of Miss Podcast. I'm its host, Matt Hoss, and my dear friend is Dan Rhodes. How's it going, Dan? I am good. You do good? I am good. Thank you for asking. And Dan, what's up with you today? You sound slightly more robotic than usual. How I am, Dan. Dan, have you been replaced by a robot? Is it? Answer is you know no. What? You know how some people are like quite scared about the uh, robots taking over our jobs and stuff like that. Have have they started taking over podcast hosts? Because to be honest, I was hoping for a Dan replacement. Just uh, Dan Robot, can you sort out the lead table? Of course, I am a robot. <laughs> it's nice that you actually admit you're a robot now as well. So that's see, that's how I got you. I'm like Sherlock I can Holmes. do any job deemed insignificant. <laughs> you're such a bell end. Uh, uh, okay, um, could you could you do the rest of this podcast as a robot? Obviously. Okay. Um, so Dan, uh, I have been Dan robot to be funnier than Matt Hoss. So you're not that funny. Exactly. <laughs> Can you tell a zinger one-liner for us, please, Mister Danbot? Robot walks into a bar, says, "Can I have a drink, please?" Bartender says, "No." We don't serve robots. Robot says one zero zero one 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 zero zero one one zero zero and leaves. <laughs> I mean, what? Imagine if someone was listening to this as our first ever episode. I you mean, laugh. program dictate. <laughs> program yeah, yeah. you laugh. Did I do yeah, good? You, yes, you were uh, well done. Um, but just for this episode, Dan, but even though I immediately like you more than the real Dan Rhodes, could you give, can you put Dan back on just, just for this episode? Yes, I will go and get him. <laughs> Very heavy robot. Also, a credit to Dan's acting abilities. He's able to show the, 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 the walking off very well. I got him for you. He is next okay. to me. Hey, Matt, how you doing? I'm good, thanks, Dan. When did you get a robot of yourself? You, uh, you noticed? 
Yeah, yeah, I did actually. Because oh, uh, I've been programming uh, this thing for weeks. To I really thought I'd nailed it this time. I thought you wouldn't be able to tell. I thought I'd got my idiosyncrasies. He's funnier well, than me. Yeah. I don't know if you told a joke. <laughs> well, that's, well, tell you what, Dan. I think you were too perfect because you know the robot was actually very. You know, I couldn't tell between the two because like, one of them was like you know one of you is like very uh very charismatic and very joyful and the other is not a robot so you know what i mean like it's uh it was very it was a very hard uh, I, I can't fool me you know what i mean and i think next week we should do like a cheering test for matt horse if you know what i mean like you should be trying try and fool me that that robot is real life okay i'll i'll keep programming it i'll um i'll switch it off for now if that's okay otherwise he might yeah. interrupt in the podcast like your cat does <laughs> You're actually quite nice last time, because uh, in the Switching edit notes, off. you... No, please, please do not kill me. Yeah, he's asleep now. It's fine. We're safe. Um, well, that is Dan's brother, everyone. Uh, have you got a name for the robot, Dan? Yeah, it's Dan 2.0. Does it mean it's twice as good as you? Yep. At everything. So what are you trying to do it so you don't have to do the podcast anymore? Is that the reason? Well, the main reason I did it was that he would do the league table for me. <laughs> well, uh, but so then he, I, don't know, know. I, I don't know about you. He might. Uh, sorry, I was in a different room. But has he told that joke, the bartender joke? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The classic, right? Classic robot joke. So he's funny, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give this guy a chance. Do you know, do what I found so hilarious about that? Like, so in this hypothetical situation where you have made a robot and spent hours and, and like not like months programming this robot, yeah, you create an AI where you you could have fit, like in fifteen minutes completed a league table. <laughs> I mean, that's what a ridiculous backstory. <laughs> How are you? Can you doing? imagine when I have to like I go in front of like I win some Nobel Prize for creating. <laughs> artificial intelligence and they're like yeah is it true that you spent several years making this just to do something that should only have taken you about half an hour anyway and i'm like yes and they're like bravo (laughs) we peaked everybody humanity's peaked oh dear me and they'll be like how many podcasts did it take Matt to realize and i'll be like about 10 (laughs) well you know you can't fool me uh i'm like the best um, but yeah, Dan, how are you today? How not not robot you? How how are uh, actually you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, robot use, I've downpowered him. It's fine. He's he's powered down. Um, uh, no, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I um, yeah, I'm living my best life. Oh, that's good. Um, so yeah, you. How has kind of the weeks of nothingness been for you? What have you been up to in that time? Have you started anything creative? Uh, what's your vibe? My vibe is that I'm. I've been reading. Ooh, what are you reading? Well, books, obviously. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, so, uh, well, remember famously that this podcast, you uh, you watched this podcast, so maybe you could be reading, I don't know. I suppose these days you can listen to books, which is weird. In all fairness, I do that quite a lot. I prefer audiobooks because I'm too lazy to read, if you know what I mean. Fair. Well, I used to be like that, but actually lockdown's got me reading a lot of nonfiction. It's good. I've been doing my Harvard courses, been learning about stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, been exercising, trying to get well, fitter. I, not that I'm trying to get fit. It's just that I realized that I was getting very unfit from not doing much. And, you know, uh, you realize how much you walk during the day when you work and stuff. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, just the general hustle and bustle. Yeah, right? just like my 10 minutes to the train station, then my further 10 minutes from there to work, and then vice versa. But that's already 40 minutes of walking that I've had to do, like, already, that's standard in my day. I, because I, yeah. And stuff uh, like I, that, I, you forget I, about, don't you? Absolutely, because um, I currently live in a bungalow, and I've realized, because I've not done general walking around my day-to-day, Whenever I go up steps, I'm like, oh my God, oh, I'm dying. Oh, my lungs are on fire. Yeah, it's something so, quite uh, interesting. About, yeah, uh, altitude. Uh, yeah. Something quite interesting about like for my office, for example, where I work is that the toilet and the kitchen area is upstairs. So actually yeah. I go up and down stairs a lot during the day. And even little things like that, it does make a difference. Like your body's at least doing something. Yeah, I'm walking absolutely. up and around the office. I'm going on my lunch break. I'm walking. We have to go to the bank. I walk to the bank. Like, I don't know. And um. Yeah, you just like I'm standing on my feet a lot. With um, even just mm-hmm. that, like standing up for a long period of time is is better than sitting. So, um, I'm just trying to exercise to like counteract all the stuff I'm not doing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, I find it. I'm trying to run twice a week at the moment. And uh, I, you know what? Like I last year, I was super fit uh, at this point in my life, and I was like really good. But now I'm just like oh, I just can't be arsed. I just I'm I'm happy for the winds of death to take me. If you know what I mean? Like I, I don't mind it anymore. Work, yeah, I, well, I'm trying to do twice a week, but the issue is that I'm not doing any. As we mentioned, that kind of a uh, hidden exercise, but also I'm not doing any uh, actual exercise. No, I am. Um, I, I three times a week. Was it? Sorry. You should probably like maybe up it to three times a week and then see how you I feel. just I just don't enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? I, know, I hate running too. I agree. Yeah, it's well. It's just like there's no. I need to find a sport which I actually do enjoy. Do you know what I mean? So, listeners, if you have any idea of of joy, like a, a sport, I think you think I might enjoy. I will do that for you. If you know what I mean? I can think of a sport so, you'd probably enjoy. What, because you what? wear so many bowling shirts, I've always just assumed that you like temping bowling. But that's not really a sport, is oh, it? It's a midlife crisis in action, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose so, you do it a lot enough, you would get fit at it. Yeah, but like you're sitting the. That's you're picking a sport where you're sat down for at least ninety percent of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, ninety percent of be, paying temping bowling is being a spectator watching other people play bowling. It's kind of like saying, "Oh, I'm a professional athlete and you're a dance player." It's like, come on, mate. You know, like, I mean, like, but just just to clarify, those are two great sports, and they you are very talented if you play them well, sure. But you know, you're not exactly like you were saying bolt in the same category as him. You know what I mean? No, but I bet he's shit at darts. Yeah, Usain Bolt <laughs> fundamentally is shit adults, you know what I mean? He goes up to the podium and goes, just he, he, what he does, he, he doesn't throw the darts, he just runs really quickly to the board, puts it in and runs back. Like, and gosh. no one notices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so I'm, I'm tr- okay, Dan, what, what sports would you recommend for me? Um, I think, I think you could do a sport that's maybe, I'm think, trying to think of a niche sport. Squash is very fun. You could, uh, that does require. Um, is there any? Wait, hold on, Dan. Is there any sports which required like no movement whatsoever? I can just sit down. Yeah, you could do archery or shooting. Ooh, yeah, yeah. But I don't think I'm gonna get fit. I think my issue is I don't. I want to be fit, but not put the effort into it. <laughs> yeah. You could do shot yeah, put I mean, and use that frame of yours. Yeah, actually, I'm quite good at shot put and javelin. I think, like, yeah. I've got, 
I've kind of got a raw power, which I don't yeah, harness. Yeah, you've got like a stocky... I don't say big boned, but I mean in a good way. Yeah, I've I've got power... I, mean, I was usually quite good at rugby. Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah, I, you're boy... like a little squat. <laughs> yeah. But I, I also, I don't think I would like rugby now, because like, if I play with 26-year-olds, I'll be not as good. So I'm going to try and play with 12-year-olds <laughs> exclusively. <laughs> Can we just edit that out so it just says you want to play with 12-year-olds with no context? <laughs> I mean, like, I'll say again with no context. Uh, I, uh, let's play. Uh, Matt Horse would like to play with some 12-year-olds. So you, let's do some myths. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some myths. Oh, God. Uh, why did I... You know what? There's some amount of things I say in this podcast, and then afterwards I'm like, why did I say that? Do you remember, like, when, you, do you remember when you had only watched, like, one episode, and you were like, I really... I like that guy from you. He reminds me of me. I didn't say what? I liked the episode of... I didn't say I liked him. I just said, I, oh, I could definitely see traits of myself in him. And the more I watched it, the more I was right, Dan, actually. <laughs> Uh, funny. It's funny because I know you're probably telling the truth, right? <laughs> Matt, what's our myth today? So I think we have we've kind of been unceremonious about this, but I think unless a miracle uh, happens, yeah, a miracle happens, or a, a a fan of myths gets in touch in terms of with a new Norse myth. I think this is our final Norse myth, Dan. I mean, to be fair, we've done a lot of them. Do you know how many in about- total? Well, we started about 85-ish, yeah, uh, or maybe like maybe about 40 episodes, 30, 40 episodes. That's pretty good going. Episodes. Pretty good going. Uh, yes. Uh, it's a quite sad because we did about 80 of Greek and Roman. And um, everyone knows there's way more Greek and Roman stuff. Yes. Um, North so we might aren't that long. That's the problem. And we've had a few episodes where we've almost, you almost have two, some, some episodes are almost two myths in one because one of them isn't long enough to do as a whole. Absolutely. So, but if you want to get in touch and you want to get some Norse myths in ASAP, you can email us at mythspodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, and if you can just get in touch with us, if you want to just say hello or thank you or um, want to insult us, you can do that through there as well. So, uh, yeah, but if you want to get in touch with a new myth, do that ASAP before, before next week. Uh, okay, so Dan, uh, we are doing the final one of Norse Myths, and it's quite a big one. Um, but do you know what? Can you give us like a five bullet point summary of what happened in the last episode we talked about? Yes. The death of Boulder. Yes. Five points. Five points. Boulder is really well liked. That's point number one. Yes. He has a nightmare where he thinks he's going to die. That's point yeah. number two. Odin goes to the underworld to find out the meaning of the dreams and confirms that yes, in fact, Boulder will die. That's point number three. Okay, you've kind of, I think you've you kind of painted yourself into a corner here, Dan, because you've got two points left to do the rest of the story, and you did the first three in the first paragraph. I'm gonna... Yeah, I can do the others in number two. Okay, okay, here we go. Number four um, is as a consequence of this, the gods all band together so to make sure that no one hurts Boulder so the prophecy doesn't come true. 
And number five is everyone adheres to this rule except Loki, who um, gets a blind person to throw something at him. Mistletoe. He makes spear a spear out of mistletoe and it kills him. So Loki actually um, defies everyone else and Boulder dies. And the prophecy comes and true. That is true. But another thing to point out is that a Norse god goes down to the underworld to try and save him. And Hell says, yeah, you can have him back. If you uh, get everyone on uh, uh, everyone in the realms to say to weep for Boulder, and only one person didn't do that, and that was a giantess who was disguised as Loki. So Loki didn't want Boulder to uh, come back and killed him effectively. Basically, everything was Loki's fault. He's an asshole. He was really bad, and that, actually. And that's where we arrive today, because today we are looking at the punishment of Loki. So we'll start here, shall we? After the death of Balder, the gods and goddesses were very angry at Loki and wanted to confront him. Balder was the most beloved god in Norse myth. Being the son of Odin and Frigg, Balder was the god of light and justice. But he could not live to fight with gods in Ragnarok as Loki on purpose indirectly murdered him. As the gods knew Loki was the one who conspired to kill Balder, they wanted Loki to face the death sentence. So we get a little bit more knowledge of why Loki did what he did there, because I didn't actually figure it out until now that he's trying to help us out in Ragnarok, because Loki, as we know, at the end, Loki's fighting the rest of the gods. So he wanted to help his team by getting rid of Balder. Yes. But, however, Loki had fleed from Asgard, and he was hiding on top of a mountain. There he had built a house with four dolls so that he could look out from the house in all directions. During the day, Loki would often shapeshift himself into a salmon and hide in the river called Frenang's Falls. And that's pretty cool. So he's like a little salmon all day. Like a little salmon, just a cute little salmon. Okay, Dan, if you had to shapeshift into a type of fish, which fish would you shapeshift into? I would shapeshift into... I think I would become some form of swordfish or marlin. Oh, that's you know what you 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 have a strong swordfish energy. You know what I mean? Thank you. That's how it, well, they're that's very how I fast. Aren't they like super fast, like a sailfish. And both of you have a sword on your nose. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's how. It, like, it's quite awkward doing podcasts for you because like sometimes you try and poke my eye out. It's very awful. Yeah. During the evening. Loki sat at the fire pit inside his house and thought about what the Aesir was up to and wondered which plans they had to capture him. While he sat there, he entertained himself by making a fishing net with a linen yarn. So is he a salmon making a fishing net or is he as himself making he, a fishing I think, net? <laughs> I mean... Well, they don't well, have that's that's going to be difficult. Yeah, imagine we're just going there like, flapping around. Like, <laughs> just creating this net. Uh, <laughs> Also, um, but yeah, I... the other fish to see a fish making a fishing net. Yeah, and like, dude, what's he doing? Like, uh, and like, you wouldn't trust him as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's like a, that's kind of like a chicken advertising with KFC, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. Um, well, uh, but yeah, so he's making a fishing net, which I think we'll find out more about afterwards. Uh, do you want to do the next bit, or shall I do this the next paragraph? You do the next one. I'll take off after that. One day, Loki looked out from one of his doors and saw the Aesir traveling up the mountain. Shit, shock, horror. Odin had discovered Loki's whereabouts from his high seat in Asgard 
called Hildeskalf. Loki quickly jumped up and threw the linen net into the fire and ran down into the river. Quickly, to salmon form! <laughs> Does he shout to salmon form before he becomes a salmon? You know what? We, we're only working with the source here, but I, as an artist, I'm going to make a creative uh, endeavor and say yes. It's a, without a shadow of a doubt, he always goes, to salmon form! And goes, <laughs> Like, and then yeah. plop into the water. Yeah, yeah. And the rest of the fish are like, dude, you don't have to do that every time. He goes, I know, it's called theatrics, David, you stupid cod. Yeah. When the Azir arrived at the house, the first one to enter was Kavasir. He was the wisest of them all. So, Ka- Dan, Kavasir do you remember... One of the earlier myths, was he not? Yes, and we we haven't talked about Kavasir for a while, but Kavasir, he, last time we saw him, do you remember where we last saw him? Wasn't he being chopped up by some, was, by some dwarves? Yeah, he was hung to dry uh, uh, by some dwarves. Literally all of his blood had been drained from him. But it's quite nice because we find that he's lived. He's found, he's That's found. like a cool thing in a movie when a character that you, you see left to die, but you don't ever actually see them actually die. But it's just implied that they died. And then suddenly you realize that actually they weren't. And you're like, yeah, I knew there was a reason I didn't actually see them die. Well, in all fairness, I think he did actually he did die, die yeah. but he he. But um, do you remember his origins as well? Do you know why yeah, he's so wise? From the um, the Vanir and the Aesir when they had their um, the two gods had their fight. Um, yeah, the, as a truce, the they made Kavasir, which is like the wisest of them all. Because they both spat into a spittoon, yeah, uh, a mixer saliva, and then uh, they. He's a hybrid, he was like, Yeah. Uh, and he's so he is kind of giving off some nice Sherlock energy here as well. So, Dan, what happened with Kavisir? Kavisir looked around the house and tried to find Loki. When he realized the house was empty, he spotted something in the fire. It was an outline of the net in the ashes, and he realized it was a device for catching fish. <gasps> Kavisir, he's very wise, Kavisir. There's a net there. I think that's for fish. Yeah. So that oh, must wow. mean. Kavisir, wow. <laughs> Yeah, and and like uh, ima- imagine being that smart as well. Because if I saw a net in a fire, I'd probably be like, "Yeah, probably nothing." You know, probably probably trying to catch smoke. You know what I mean? Kavisir, to- yeah, net is obviously a famous way to do that. Kavisir <laughs> told Yvir about his findings. <laughs> they made a copy from what he had seen in the ashes. When the net was ready, they went to the river and threw it into the waterfall. Thor held one end of the net, and the other Azir held the other end. And together they dragged the net through the river. Is Thor that strong that he's taking one side and they have to take all the other side? Yeah, that is that is cool, isn't it? Also, what I kind of like in this myth is that they're all this together. Is... Yes, and also it's kind of a natural conclusion to this saga because, like, we're seeing all these different plots come together and coalesce. coalesce you know what I mean? You get to see Thor, who uh, isn't using his hammer anymore. You know. That's it, really. But Kavis is back. But Loki was hiding on the bottom of the river between two huge stones. The Azir were unable to catch him on their first try, but they saw something moving deeper down in the river. So the Azir went up to the waterfall again and threw the net out into the river. This time they found stones to the net so it would sink to the very bottom of the river. While the gods dragged the net through the river, Loki swam ahead of the net. When Loki saw that they were almost at the sea, he jumped up over the top of the net and swam back up the waterfall. The Azir saw this and also returned back. 
Well, that's pretty badass, though. Like doing a backflip over a net. That's like some. That's like Shamu shit right there. It's that's kind of become like the origin of why salmon jump up rivers. Yes, it is. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, I think um, that's that a very, very nicely seen there. But I, I also quite like the fact that um, how how would how would they know Loki was a fish? And he's kind of giving himself away there because he's jumping up and down. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think that's the whole like, point. Right? They can just tell that he's like, they're gods, right? So they know what a shapeshift looks like. And they can, I mean, this fish is doing backflips. So they're like, that's not a fish. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like, that is not a fish. <laughs> and but if uh, like yeah i think uh, it would be quite easy to become uh, inconspicuous like incognito fish you know what i mean yeah blend in with the other salmon also why don't you just turn yourself to a dragon and fuck them all off well loki always seems to turn himself into smaller things doesn't he a fly a bird a salmon uh, yeah yes oh you know what that's another thing which kind of links because he's shape-shifted quite a lot we've seen him change shapes quite a lot in that way as you mentioned like a fly and yeah he's quite more of a devious creature maybe he can only turn into like certain animals well this time the azia split themselves into three groups two of the groups walked at each side of the shore while four was walking in the middle of the river they all pulled the net through the river as they walked all the way down towards the sea. Now, also, Dan, what I've just realized here is that I don't think necessarily that Thor is strong enough to do the net by himself, but he's such the opposite of a team player that no one wants to be on his team. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I will do it by myself, and I'll knock out that guy. And it's like, no, Jesus Christ, just the love of God. You're drunk, Thor. Just, you know, just, just hold this net okay it's like kind of dealing with a five-year-old loki now began to panic and realized that he now only had two options to escape he could jump from the river into the sea which was very dangerous as it could cost him his life or he could once again try to jump over the net and swim back up the waterfall loki chose to jump over the net once again but this time he would not be so lucky Thor, who was standing in the middle of the river, caught Loki with one hand. But because Loki was so slippery, he slipped back and forth between Thor's hands until he managed to get a firm hold of the salmon near its tail. And that is the reason why salmons today are narrow towards the rear. Ah, that's cool. To be honest, that's an observation I've never seen before. Aren't all fish narrower towards the rear before the fin? <laughs> Maybe you caught all the fish. <laughs> Funny. Also, but like, not to be obviously, this is just a story, right? But how would that work if Thor grabbed Loki, who's a shapeshifter, by the tail? How did that imprint the rest of the salmon? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because he's not a salmon. <laughs> Yeah, like he just he just made Loki's tail. How does that affect? It's not exactly Loki's. Okay, wait one second. Let me just uh, imprint my genealogy into the rest of these fish. Let me fuck the rest of these fish, and then we'll head off. You know what I mean? Uh, are you wait? Are you saying that a divine creator doesn't control evolution? Let's move on, Dan, because I don't I, I, <laughs> I don't think we can get into a theological debate right now. And <laughs> hey, it's a nice thought, though, right? All the other salmon saw Loki as a salmon. And was like, wow, that's really helpful to not get caught. I'm going to make myself smaller towards the rear. 
Yes. Oh, yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. But <laughs> imagine us being like, you know what? I think I really like bulletproof skin. I just think of it really hard. Like, yeah. oh, there we go. Nice. Okay. So uh, he's caught by Thor. Now that the Aesir had captured Loki, they wanted revenge for Baldur's death. Okay, Dan, so what kind of punishment do you think is suitable for Loki here? What do you because th- he's killed he's killed uh one Baldur in a what's that sorry? He's killed one of their own. Yes, exactly. Uh, so what do you what punishment do you think befits the crime? Well, being gods, if these were Greek gods, they'd probably lock him they'd probably give him some ridiculous punishment to do for all of eternity. Um but I feel like the Norse gods tend to be a little bit more they're always more. They tend to not be so ridiculous in that sort of thing. So I, I reckon they'll just like chain him up, or maybe well, they'll, like, they'll make him like be a slave or do something for the rest of his life that is like not as stupid as the Greek gods would do. But maybe like you know work for them or something like that. Well, but do you reckon they would trust him after that though? Because like, he's already been quite. <laughs> Fair enough. So they dragged Loki to a cave. Well, they took three large flat stones and placed them on their edges and made a hole for them. The Aesir then called Loki's sons, Vali and Nafi. They used magic and transformed Vali into a wolf, who ripped apart his own brother, Nafi. Okay, that's quite brutal so far. So part of the, wow. part of the punishment is to turn one of the sons into a wolf to rip apart the other son. That's pretty bad. The gods then took his guts and used them to bind Loki, who was placed on top of the three stones. Oh my god, this is horrible. Tied together by the entrails of his now dead son. I mean, now that's Norse, right? There we go. I knew it. Okay. The gods used magic yet again, and the guts became as strong as iron. Because, you know what, that's what I've I've always been saying. Why do we use iron in cars? Why don't we just use entrails, like awful machines? Like, uh, go and get... Turn on the engine. Oh, sorry, McKinley's broken. Let's just put another one in. There you go, good. But Matt, you always say capitalism is an awful machine. Uh, that, that's what I have tattooed on me, yes. Okay, so Dan, take us into the conclusion. Then Dardy took a poisonous snake and placed it above Loki so that its poison drips onto his face. Loki's oh. wife... Who? We, oh, I don't think we've come across her before. Sigan. Sigan, yeah. Loved him so much that she... Obviously not that much. We haven't heard of her. <laughs> and he has slept around a lot. Loki's wife Sigan loved him so much that she decided to stay with him and Sigan still sits to this day holding a bowl above Loki's head to catch the poison from the snake. Every time the bowl is full, she leaves to pour out the poison and at that moment, the poison drips onto Loki's face which makes him shake violently in pain so the whole earth shakes. And that, Matt, I think you'll find is the reason why we have earthquakes. That is 100% the reason why we have earthquakes. There's no other logical reason why we have earthquakes than a man writhing in pain. Are we doing this other bit, by the way? Just over I put in, it's because it's a nice way to kind of finish it off, but you don't have to. It's kind of exposure. Undeniably, Loki deserved the punishment, do you not, Matt? No matter how useful he pretended to be the gods, he could not make up for what he had destroyed. The death of Boulder was, for sure, the last straw that ignited the wrath of the gods. Not to mention Loki refusing to retrieve Boulder back from hell. Prior to Boulder's death, there was a succession of troubles that Loki caused. That's fair. He This was like the straw that broke the camel's back, right? Yeah, and I think, we, as we kind of alluded to, throughout this whole saga of Norse myths, Loki is being 
kind of the main character, really, or main antagonist. He's always been fucking things up. Everything, everything in this Norse mythology is kind of due to Loki, right? Yeah. Um, now it's important to say that Loki stayed in this cave until the, the until the end of the days of Ragnarok. But oh, they make a good point here, which is that. So Loki's a bit mischievous, but then we also need to remember that as far as Loki's concerned, he had three children, didn't he? Fenir, Jormungandr, and Hel. And they were all locked up by the Azir in various ways. I mean, what like Fenir was that wolf, wasn't he, that was locked up? Um, Jormungandr's the world serpent that everyone, you know, Thor gives a bad time to. Hel's obviously banished to the underworld. So maybe this was like his plan all along to try and event, like maybe he never really liked the Azir. He was like a... He's like a, yes. a double agent for the Vanir, almost. Well, he's not a very good double agent because he's quite clear. He's quite... Although he's sneaky and mischievous, he's also quite evident. Do you know what I mean? He's always yeah. like... Can I also say there have been times where he has done good. I have liked Loki. Like, he has been like a trouble... Like, a he's been cheeky, but he, he's kind of lovable. Like, his bromance yes. with Thor, there were some funny myths with them. Absolutely. Well, I think it's time to go and rank this myth as we always do. Hey there, my name is Matt Huss, and in this link I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of Miss Podcasts. In small doses. Okay, Mr. Uh, Danbot 2.0, so hello. Um, we're going to oh, rank this now. Danbot for this. Uh, yeah, sure, he can uh, He can rank it for us, because... I am ready. Okay, Danbot, what four categories we always uh, rank on? Processing myths, like four life, life, four categories: life skills, morals, creativity. WTF stands for what the fuck? <laughs> now, Dan, uh, Danbot, do you have a funny uh, joke about robots? Yes. Do you want to retell it? <laughs> do you remember it? Matt walks into a bar. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Matt walks into a bar, says, hello, I'd like a league table, please. Bartender says, no. Matt says, why? Bartender says, because I am damn. Ha 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 ha. That wasn't really a joke, but more of a, like a Stephen King short story, really. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, well, um, well, Dan, but you can help input the uh, lead table. But let's get Dan back to uh, uh, analyze it as well. So, um, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm sitting next to him. We can both do it. Okay. So, life skills is the first thing we're going to look at. We're going to mark it out at 10. So, what kind of practical things do we learn? Uh, we learned how to shape shift, how to build a net. I feel like we learned a lot, actually. <laughs> oh, no, did we? <laughs> yeah, we did. We learned how to shape shift. We learned how to catch a fish. We learned how to swim up a waterfall. We learn how to um, we learn how yeah. to like turn someone into a wolf. We learn how to yes. tie turn entrails into iron. We learn how to be horrific. We learn how to like like catch poison. We learn how yes. earthquakes are formed. Also, we've learned here's a big one. We've learned the art of detective uh, and like kind of sleuthing because okay, we see caves yeah. here. Kind of, he gets his Sherlock on, and he's very much just like, I think that's where he was, and I think that's actually we have never really seen that before. Like, KVC is the first person to actually to not he's, he's a thinker. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I like that. And we don't ever see that kind of thriller in this kind of stories, and I like that a lot. I think 
It's got to be a seven or eight, hasn't it? I think it's pretty good. Uh, I uh, we've 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 learned quite a lot, so I'm gonna say eight. Yeah, I agree. Bam. So then we have um, morals. So what kind of moral lessons do we learn? Eight or... is a multiple of two. Shut up! Fucking hell! Sorry. Yeah, damn. Well, tell you what. At least Dan Bot's very good with maths. Yeah, I programmed two so... maths. Although I play, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know. <laughs> it, it, is Dan Bot just is is he just a calculator? Is that what he is? Um, a calculator of human emotions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so okay, so 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 morals. Um, don't don't kill sons. Don't um, does the does okay, Dan. Let's think about this. Does the punishment fit the crime? Uh, does the murder of Boulder and his uh, in Escape from Hell match up to? Uh, burning Loki, um, in the same spot in the rocks. Does it, but also the death of his sons. I don't think he gets burnt. He gets burnt by poison, though, doesn't he? That's more just yeah. Do you get burnt by poison, or is it more just that you get like incredibly ill? Um, well, well the, the idea is that the poison drips onto him, and it burns into his skin. He's like ah, and he writhes so much that it's creating earthquakes. I don't think it fit the punishment, but then also, I guess it's hard to underestimate how bad what he did to Boulder was in terms of how they saw it. Also, is it just Boulder? As we kind of alluded to, it's, this is for all this shit he's done. Right? Yeah, I think it's just, and I think that's why, yeah, if you're taking it as like, is this harsh compared to what he did to Boulder? Yes. But is it harsh when you think about all the like, all the other things he's struck out on? Then I, I think not. Remember, like the master builder, the uh, yeah, when he, he's he's always trying to out like in the golden apples, and that like, he's yeah. always been there, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a bit like when judges give harsher sentences to people who have also got quite a litany of other crimes in their history. Yes, because it's more like you're not just getting punished for that one thing you did; you're also being told, "Look, this is obviously the final straw." Yeah. So I'm not sure where that leads us in terms of morals, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know, because it's not really an eye for an eye, is it? I, I do think it was harsh what they did to him. Uh, I don't know. I, I think he's kind of like... Older being punished. He's in the underworld, yes, but he's not being punished. I mean, they were actually holding a feast for him, for Christ's sake. So actually, like, he's probably all right. The underworld yes, is a terrible place. But he also kicks out Ragnarok, which is the end of their civilization, right? That's true, yeah. Uh, this is the start of that. What other moral lessons did we learn? Don't I guess also he created a fishing net and that's his own undoing. Do you know what I mean? So, yes, yeah, that's true. I'm not sure what the point is there, but yeah, I don't know. Also, um, yeah, maybe you, you reap what you sow. Perhaps I don't know. Yeah, I think that is probably the moral actually. Maybe a six for morals. Yeah, I, 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 I am. I was literally going to say six. Creativity. I think it's very creative. Can you talk us through it, Dan? you got Kavisir being the Sherlock Holmes, the sleuth. You've mm-hmm. got Loki transforming into a serpent. You've got the origin story of how, why, you know, salmon swim upstream and why they have a small, apparently, a small, uh, why they go smaller at the end. You've got, like, the gods working together. We'd never really seen that before. This was like a, an Avengers Assemble moment for everyone. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, funny that Loki and Thor are also in those. Um, and then... Yeah. You've got like turning their like that's a really ingenious way to hurt someone is to turn 
son into a wolf and watch him rip your other son <laughs> to bits and then use that dead son's entrails to tie you down where a poisonous snake bites you forever i mean yeah i mean that is that's like that's like a death metal album that's also going to come up in wtf but also creativity like fair play um i think it's high yeah do you want to put a number to it and i'll see if i agree i think an eight or nine should we go for nine? Because it's it's I there is a actually not to be me here, but why is, is it, it not? A, but no, but like let's have a look. He turns uh, into a I fish. Tell and he, not, I tell you why it's not a ten. He's a fugitive. He's he's uh he's kind of he's he's a fish. He gets caught by Loki. Uh, I thought he, he, everything coalesces. It's I really wonderful. As narrative, it's good because it's like the end of. All of these mischievous things, Loki's Loki's a big character, and finally he's got his comeuppance for all those horrible things he's done over the yeah. years. All right, yes, I'll yeah, yeah. Ten. Get in! Oh, what's that? It's the get a ten in creativity trumpet. And uh, one of these days, Dan, I'm going to get a ten across the board. By the way, and that's going to be the best day of my life. Okay, um, WTF. So, uh, yeah, a lot, we've kind of talked about this already, but um, the poison, the wolf, the entrails, locking him up, that's all quite nasty stuff. The fact that he turns into a fish is kind of weird. Maybe not WTF, but it's certainly weird how he uh, um, kind of preempts his own destiny by making the, the net as well. Um, uh, yeah, I I also how they found him so fast as well, because like, Odin was like, yeah, he's a... Is that uh, okay? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. If, is it that WTF? There's, you know, the ending is the ending sure. is definitely WTF. The ending is definitely WTF. The rest of it's very minor. So maybe it, I would give it a five. I, uh, my, my, actually, I actually think it's a five, and it's a shame, isn't it? Because the end is so WTF. Arguably, it's probably the most WTF we've well, ever seen. But it's on. a shame that the rest of it wasn't. So maybe I'm thinking a six because we've got to give it that. Yeah. Extra, just because it had that extra something, something, you know. Because the ending's so awful, and it's actually one of the worst things in the terms of Norse mythology. It's, up there it's to... the worst thing we've had. But it's the most I feel bad. We've had. But I feel bad that it's only six then. But then again, it's only one thing, isn't it? It's yeah, not okay. continuous. So I'll maybe get, a six or a seven, but six is fine. Or two six. I'll get Danbot to do the maths if that's okay. Yeah. So that's eight plus yeah, six Dan plus Bot. ten plus six. Eight plus six plus ten. Plus six is eighty-six thousand one hundred and six. <laughs> and oh, you just I think I calibrated just did. him wrong. I think I calibrated him wrong. Yeah, because what you just done is added all the numbers together from that eighty-six one oh six. Yeah. <laughs> so even as a calculator, he's not very good calculator. No, I didn't think about that when I. Oh well. Hey, right, that's, 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 I brought him on the show, you know, to test out. 30. It's 30. I think. It's 30, yeah. So, good. All right. Imagine if it was 86,106, um, crazy. <laughs> that's a high-scoring myth. Um, but yeah, well, Dan, what, what an episode, right? That was good. And that is the end of Norse mythology. Probably, yeah. Probably. Um, 
so moving forwards, we um, we kind of try and think. We, we, we need to Dan and I need to think about what we're going to be doing, but we should be uh, doing something interesting. But we need to think about ourselves first. So we're going to leave it open ended for now. But if you do have any preferences, you can get in touch with us at misspodcast at gmail com and send us some stories. And we we also I I'm not sure about you, Dan, but I'm also happy to revisit Norse myths if we've missed any out as well. Of course, yeah. I think what's happened at the moment is unfortunately Norse mythology we've kind of hit a dead end much sooner than we had thought. It just kind of has happened. We realised actually in doing research that we've kind of done everything now. Um, Elite, yeah, and we don't Greek want mythology like Greek and Romans. We kind of we could we already planned quite a few episodes ahead when it was we just knew it when it was going to end. But mythology has been it's been fun and it's been a bit of a struggle at times, hasn't it, to find myths that are of a decent length and aren't too similar to each other and blah 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 blah. I tell you, they're quite point uh, they're quite pungent but small, short and sweet. I would say, yeah, yeah, you know I mean, um, but yeah, so we're gonna there's a couple of options. Uh, we're talking about maybe doing kind of some world myths. Uh, so kind of generic ones like uh, Egyptian and, uh, and more, maybe some ancient yeah, Scandinavian. Aztec, there's all sorts of ones we can do, which will be fun. And also, we're uh, controversially, we're also maybe looking at doing season three as the Bible. Um, but we'll talk more about that in depth as well. But uh, yeah, so you can let us know what you think as well. Um, and we can. But yeah, it'd be great to hear your opinions. But we hope you really enjoyed the Norse canon because it's been a blast, hasn't it, Dan? It has. I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. I think it's offered a lot, uh, a lot more than the Greek ones as well. I love the Greek ones as well. They're perfect. But I also think the Norse have added new uh, elements to it, right? I've learned a lot, put it that way. Like, I didn't really know anything about Norse mythology going in. And now I feel like I have a good, like, in a pub quiz, I might be able to do all right. Yeah, I've actually been with Dan in the pub because he's fucking phenomenal. And I get too passionate too fast, I feel. Um, yeah, I mean, and I'm not very much help. <laughs> too passionate? What do you mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, that's the right answer! And then it's like, it's not the right answer. And then it's like, shut up, Dad! You know what I mean? Like, uh, I get very angry very fast. Uh, I, I have some issues. <laughs> Sorry. No, I've had a good time, Matt. Thank you for being with me on this journey. Yeah, thank you, Dan. And uh, we'll... We might, we aiming to put an episode out next week, but we might just take a week off. We'll, we'll see what happens. And But do keep in touch with us at Miss Podcast on Twitter. And you can join the Misfits fan club um, as well on, on, on Facebook as well. And what should people do online in terms of ratings, Dan? People should try with us, if you can, pretty please, five stars on iTunes. And also tell a friend. It's more about sharing the love. Uh, yes, uh, share it with friends, and uh, yeah, uh, we've obviously done uh, loads of episodes of this, and I think it's really lovely. So if you want to tell, share it with friends, that'd be great. Also, why don't you share with your friends my new podcast called Castable? It's uh, where I interview famous comedians and they pitch their dream music festival. It's really good, and I'll be honest, not that many people have downloaded it so far. So why don't you check it out? It's it's an absolute delight, isn't it, Dan? It is. I thoroughly enjoyed it. How many episodes have you listened to? None. <laughs> so supportive thank you <laughs> when it, you you also you you furloughed you have unlimited time right no, now i actually should listen to it to be fair i'm gonna listen to it about telling you and then just one day i'm gonna reference it and you'll see if you pick up on it oh my god you'll be like yeah music's fun isn't it <laughs> yeah, what yeah I love uh, about this episode that we're about norse mythology what is we introduced a hilarious character of Danbot, and we're never gonna have to use it again <laughs> Well, you say hilarious character. He has two jokes, and uh, and they don't really make sense, to be honest. So <laughs> I didn't want, I didn't want to say it, but 
We might have to call Dan. Bot. Call Dan. Saying that. Are you saying what I think you're saying? Are you saying that all that all that work I put in to create a bot, a robot to do an AI to do the lead table has failed miserably? Yeah, and Dan, you're gonna have to do the lead table yourself. (sighs) Fine. Whoa! This is, you know what? This has been such a myths episode, doesn't it? Like it's, uh, it's so on, weird. All right, I've been Matt Haas. I've been Dan Rhodes. And we'll see you when the Ragnarok happens. Yeah. Love you very much. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Welcome to myths. Welcome to. Matt, you can. I thought I'd do like a kind of emotion landing. Myths.